Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. News Radio WRVA. Gary Hess in for John Reed on Richmond's Morning News. We're so happy that you have joined us today. Special good morning to the 6 o'clock family. John is back on Monday from his extended vacation. He'll be back on Monday. We'll all be back in our normal chairs. Coming up in the next hour, we'll hear from Philip Van Cleve uh, from the Virginia Citizens Defense League with Lobby Day coming up. And Mark Tapscott, Epoch Times uh, senior congressional reporter on uh, the latest from Congress with the potential for a government shutdown and the House Republicans in disagreement and uh, the problems that the speaker is facing as things move forward. Uh, We've also got uh, uh, the Iowa caucuses coming up on Monday, and uh, apparently it's going to be cold. I mean single-digit cold uh, in Iowa on Monday, and I wonder how that kind of cold affects the governor of Florida as he gets ready for that. Uh, But, yeah, so that'll be... Uh, and, of course, Nikki Haley's from South Carolina. It's not exactly uh, winter wonderland in South Carolina either. So uh, they will be uh, – they're still vying uh, to try to make inroads into President Trump's lead. More on that coming up as the morning goes on. Right now, though, we want to get the latest on the Middle East. And for that, we turn to uh, someone who's done a great job for us the last uh, several weeks, and that is ABC correspondent Jordana Miller. Jordana, good morning. Let's start with the attacks by the U.S. and the British on the uh, Houthi rebels in, in Yemen. What's the latest on that? Well, Israel is not commenting on the strike, um, but we can assume that there's satisfaction coming out of Jerusalem after the United States and the U.K. finally hit back at the Houthi rebels who've been attacking ships uh, in key uh, commerce Uh, lanes, shipping routes uh, around the Red Sea, and trying to fire directly on Israel on a lot at Southern City. Uh, And this essentially is an Iranian arm. Uh, This is an Iranian-backed rebel group, the Houthis, uh, and they are uh, under the guise of solidarity with the Gaza Strip and the war there. They have been firing uh, on international shipping on ships they say are linked to Israel, even when they are not. Uh, So this was, uh, you know, the United States and the U.K. sending a message that the uh, Western world will not tolerate 
attacks on uh, on cargo ships that are uh, disrupting the commerce there and and giving pause to some of the largest uh, shipping companies from you know operating uh, essentially without problems in the Red Sea. So this is a major development. It comes, it has to be said, after about 26, 27 uh, attacks by the Houthis in the last uh, couple months. So these attacks have been coming for some time, and uh, we've been documenting that as we've gone along. And the U.S. and the British finally finally had enough. Talk about the decision that had to be made to make to, to, to kind of wade into this, and do you think it could risk a further escalation of U.S. military involvement? Well, I think, you know, the risk of escalation is always there right now. Um, you know, one could argue the opposite as well, that now the Houthis may, may think twice before carrying out attacks, or they may scale back uh, their attacks, uh, knowing that, you know, that the United States will consider attacking again. And we did hear President Biden say he will not hesitate to act again. Uh, So, you know, this was an important strike. Of course, the question of escalation is always there. Um, You know, it's existed since October 7th, since Hamas carried out its deadly strike. Uh, attack, I should say, on southern Israel uh, and a war that, you know, is still going, uh, albeit at a lower intensity uh, than the first few months. Uh, And Lebanon, it has to be said, there's still daily strikes from Lebanon. Uh, Today, uh, you know, less strikes today, but that could be a result of the bad weather here. It's rainy and cold, um, so that may affect visibility for Hezbollah. But, um, you know, I, I think the United States finally put down their foot and we'll have to see, you know, how the Houthis respond. Of course, they're vowing to respond aggressively, you know, as Hamas and Hezbollah also, uh, they have condemned the attacks. Well, that bears watching for sure, but uh, let's shift gears now and talk a little bit about what's going on at The Hague as uh, Israel is, uh, as that uh, proceeding is continuing today. What's the latest there? Well, Israel's defense team today presenting its arguments, and it's essentially saying that this case is a huge uh, distortion, uh, that the South African prosecutors presented a partial picture uh, and that genocide is both a baseless and meritless claim against the state of Israel, that it has had its intended target from day one has been Hamas and not the Palestinian people living in the Gaza Strip, uh, and that the real charge of genocide should be put on Hamas, which, uh, you know, openly and consistently says that it's interested in uh, destroying the state of Israel Uh, taking, you know, the chant from the river to the sea, Palestine free. That is a chant that essentially, uh, you know, incites against Jews living in the state of Israel and is a call for the destruction of the state of Israel. Though there are plenty of Americans that don't understand that, uh, that is the implication. Um, So Israel, you know, saying that even picking out certain phrases or statements from Israeli figures, even some in the fringes of the government, does not 
is not enough to substantiate the intention clause. And many of those lawmakers were censured and they're not carrying out or directing this war. And so essentially, you know, the Israelis are saying this is just a sham. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has wrapped up his latest uh, trip, which had a, a lot of stops along the way. Is there any uh, any way at this point to gauge whether his trip could be called a success or not? I think it's too soon, but he seems to have come back with, you know, optimism that America's allies in the region are interested in both rebuilding Gaza, ensuring that Hamas does not run the Gaza Strip, and helping to uh, also reform or revitalize the Palestinian Authority, which is a key part of America's vision for Gaza after this war. Um, Also, you know, we, you know, um, Blinken spent a lot of time talking about aid, boosting humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip. And, you know, there has been a boost in the last several days, but the real uh, improvement will come if Israel opens up its crossing in the north, the air is crossing, and we do expect that to happen in the coming days. Uh, And in terms of preventing an escalation, well, I think that still remains uh, an open question, and we're going to have to wait and see. Obviously, uh, there's there's the tension is 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 high on many fronts. You said the fighting's been less today because and it might be because the weather's bad. That's right. It's been very you know windy and rainy and cold and overcast here, so that may have impacted. I mean, yesterday we saw you know almost three dozen uh, different attacks from Hezbollah on. Uh, Northern Israel and Israel responded. Uh, it remains a tit for tat, a volley of attacks. They're a low level, what many people here call an undeclared war. Uh, and it carries risks and dangers that one side will miscalculate and it could, you know, spin out of control into a larger conflict, a second front with Hezbollah. That is what everyone is working behind the scenes to avoid. And Blinken also expressed optimism that no one in the region wants to see this conflict expand. Remember, so much has changed for Israel in the last few years. I mean, we can't underestimate the role that the Abraham Accords have played, uh, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, uh, and Morocco, all normalizing ties with Israel. And those talks were at an advanced stage for Saudi Arabia and the United States, backed by the United States, Saudi Arabia, and Jerusalem to normalize ties. And those talks are ongoing, despite Hamas's claim that, you know, part of the reason they attacked was to derail those talks and, and throw off Israel's integration into the region. Their assault on uh, Israel, much like Russia's assault on Ukraine, unified NATO and strengthened it. We can see a parallel here where the attack on southern Israel has actually brought Israel and its Arab allies, old and new, closer together. Before I let you go, can you just kind of talk uh, about what is the what is I know we've mentioned this earlier this week, but I wanted to hear it one more time. Talk about the level to which the um, humanitarian crisis exists in Gaza. How how significant is that? Well, it is very significant. I mean, you know, Gaza during times of peace used to get about 400 trucks of aid in, 
and now it's about half, about 200 trucks of aid. And, you know, that is not enough aid, but it's not only the entry of trucks. It's also, you know, how they're distributed uh, and where they're distributed and how efficiently they're distributed. And if we look at what's happening with the humanitarian aid, uh, the problem with the aid, there's a lot of people who are to blame for it. It's not just Israel. Israel certainly needs to open up another crossing, and we should say, um, you know, make its inspection process more efficient. But Egypt needs to keep its Rafa border crossing open 24-7. It is not. It is not adequately staffed. The UN is not adequately staffed to distribute the aid. Uh, and, you know, there has to be a better uh, coordination between all the parties in certain areas where some of the fighting is still very intense. Um, you know, now there's no aid, no new aid trucks getting in on Saturdays right now because the UN simply can't handle uh, distributing that aid effectively, and it takes Saturday to kind of catch up. So it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a very steep problem. Are people starving in the Gaza Strip? No. They're not. Are they not eating enough? Yes, they're not eating enough. And maybe, you know, they estimate about three to 400,000 could be technically under the poverty level. But, you know, people are in trouble there, you know, and that's why more needs to be done and quickly. The, the rain is setting in. People are in tents. You know, their homes are destroyed. I mean, the quicker that the world and, you know, it's up to Hamas, too. We have to remember Someone asked Secretary of State Blinken when he was visiting the region about why the United States doesn't just pressure Israel to stop its war. And Blinken's answer was everyone's making choices here. Hamas could also put up the white flag. It could return the hostages and it could stop. It could give up because it is you know, not going to be in charge of the Gaza Strip anymore. But it keeps fighting. So it also plays a role in this. Great insight as always. Thank you so much for your time and have a great weekend. Thanks. Talk soon. Yep, that's ABC's Jordana Miller. You're listening to News Radio WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.